I was uh, thinking about self-acceptance, right? And not everyone's going to like you and then the social anxiety and then all these things that personal social issues. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it was yesterday, but I had this weird breakthrough of actually understanding what self-acceptance is. Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No Okay. Like you really, the things that hold you back, and this is going to sound like a duh moment. Yeah. Because it's so easy to duh. Like I've duh, like duh, this my whole life until right. yesterday. Like I really like broke down what the fucking words meant, but it's like, you really have to just look at yourself in the mirror and understand this is the person that you are. Mm-hmm. It's not look at yourself in the mirror and accept, accept this is what it is. It's you have to look in the self, yourself in the mirror and be like, this is who you are. You can either pretend that you're something else mm-hmm. on a daily basis, or you have to be aware that, Everyone in the world is going to see that. Yeah. Period. So there's no point to try to pretend something else. Right. Not saying that I'm pretending. I don't know. Yesterday, I just had a weird breakthrough. Like, don't, not don't try to be somebody else. Like, I feel like I actually take pride in not doing that. Mm -hmm. But it's more like, this is the body you were given. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, No, I get what you're saying for sure. Like, um, I don't know. I think a, a lot of times, like you were saying, so much of the things and the anxieties and the things we feel have to do with society and the anxieties that it's placed on us. And I think it's because with society, they have expectations of us and we have expectations of how we should present ourselves to society in order to look cool or to be accepted or things like that. But I think you won't truly become yourself until you're just like, you really look at yourself and be like, these are the things that I like. These are the things that I'm known for. These are the things that I am. I can accept all of that. And I can keep moving in that, in that true space instead of always trying to fit what I like or what I'm doing to what everybody on the outside wants for me i 100 percent agree with you like the words you just said i think a lot of people acknowledge those Mm -hmm. and say like yeah you do have to accept yourself this is what you are blah blah but if you don't truly feel that if you don't truly understand what that means that's only half the battle for sure just getting the words right but actually like and i feel like you know it took 30 fucking years from and i'm not even saying that i feel this now right the fact that i just understand it now now i can put it in practice you know what i mean It's like, damn, it took me 30 fucking years to grasp what I've been telling other people. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy to me. Yeah, sometimes they say sometimes the best advice is the one you're giving out to other people for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it goes back to the Insecure uh, episode where they were talking about being a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is kind of not really a direct correlation, but about the work in progress thing is I think in times as we're growing, we think we need to be at a certain level at certain times. And we need to accept that we're a work in progress and that sometimes we're just going to get there different periods in time. Like we know where we're going, where we're going and how we're going to get there, but it's just sometimes it takes different periods. And so you're going to be a work in progress for the rest of your life. You're mm-hmm. always going to be working towards something. Like I think we, we trick ourselves into thinking that we have to be at a level or have to be like this at a certain point. And if we don't, then we start getting depressed about why we're not at that level at that point. I think even to go over that, I think sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking that we're already at a level that we think that we are when we're truly not anyway. Yeah, that's true. And that's just something I guess you have to work at as well. Yeah. I accept myself. <laughs> I accept myself and I accept you, Tyler. <laughs> I accept you too. Uh, we could transit. I guess we could transition to kind of Dakashi. It's kind of about being yourself and putting on uh, 
like a front for the world. Yeah. What do, what do you think about the big picture about his situation right now? As far now? as Takashi? Yeah. You know, I really, like you were saying a minute ago, I really don't want to give too much more attention to him because I think that the reason why everything is so big is because people keep giving him attention, including the negative, you know, people that are thinking negatively about what he's doing. They keep talking about him, so that's just going to keep drawing attention to him. And these kids see that he gets that attention from those people that don't like him, and it's making him more famous, so it's just setting another wrong precedent. <laughs> like, if people just ignore him, hopefully he'll just go away. But I do think that he is a setup from the police to infiltrate hip-hop. I don't know if that's a conspiracy, but I do 100% think that he's out on Bond right now to try and get rappers caught up and to try and fuck up a bunch of different stuff within hip-hop, including Meek and Jay's reform stuff interesting i didn't even look at it like that i will say the whole takashi situation is very uncomfortable to me mm-hmm. like i haven't even listened to his song i haven't i mean i've heard like little snippets on whatever but i have i, I refuse to listen to it yeah i don't want to i don't i know that we're giving him attention right now because there are some underlying concepts that i do feel like need to be addressed for sure but yeah i don't want to do anything that has to do with you know giving him monetary benefits you know from from this from now on we're not going to call him takashi we'll call him daniel because that's his government informant name yeah that is his snitch name fucking daniel and his real name but no uh like i was saying about the rock nation thing though with the reform like he's picking a fight with meek from what it looks like uh i mean meek kind of started it with the tweeting first but then you have him glorifying snitching telling on people which in hip-hop largely it's been a no snitching you know, keep your mouth shut about things. If you mm-hmm. do the crime, you have to go down with your friends. That's us. Now he's elevating this. If you snitch on your friends, you can get rich or all these types of crazy things that are going on with them. But also there was a rock nation hat in the video that just happened to be in there for like a split second. And granted a lot of people, if this is in Brooklyn is where he's at or wherever he was, there's a lot of people that wear rock nation hats. I mean, they're pretty accessible, but I almost think that that's kind of to try and draw. Cause a lot of people are trying to say now that he signed a J and that rock nation has involvement and in involvement with, Takashi, and it's like, I think that he might have put that hat in there to stir up controversy. Mm. Especially with how how many great things that Rock Nation and Jay-Z and Meek have been doing for prison reform now. That is real interesting. I didn't even, I didn't even consider him coming out to be even more of an informant. Because you think about it, like, why would they just let some dude out and let him do what he's doing? Like, the government is going to look stupid behind what he's doing. That's like true. the police are, but they're just letting him do it. Like they're letting him go on camera. They're risking other police officers lives because his addresses keep getting leaked and he has to keep moving. Like, why do they keep doing this for him? Why do they keep allowing him to make a show of himself, which makes me think that they're trying to get people caught up. They're trying to get these rappers to come and try and find him. And I honestly, I think this, this is one big operation. It's very possible. I mean, all the pieces are in place to uh, draw that conclusion for sure. Um, I hope it's not that. You know, I hope he's just some stupid kid that wants attention and that this is not some bigger ploy by whoever to try and take down hip hop or the reform or anything like that. But I mean, shit's not adding up or maybe shit's adding up too much. People wonder why he's blowing up right now. And I think it's a no brainer why he's blowing up. Like this is the biggest taboo when it comes to rap, period. Right. Like being a snitch itself is taboo. And then bragging about it after the fact is even more taboo. And then getting crazy. successful after it, like that's the ultimate taboo. Yeah. That's just crazy. I don't know how long, I mean, he's probably going to ride this out until forever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is he going back to jail? Like, is he done? I don't know if, what the his terms are, if he's getting like an early release and he has to go back or whatever. But kids looking at this should really think about the situation. Yeah, he's got money and he's got all these watches on. He's got these cars. He can't drive those cars anywhere. 
Who's he showing the he watches? He can't go anywhere. Yeah, he's showing the watches off for Instagram. Like, cool, dude. Well, who gives a fuck? Like, if you're concerned about being on the internet and only looking cool for the internet, then maybe that's your path. But he can't go. He can't do anything. It is very crazy that this situation is happening right now during quarantine. Yeah. Like, this is an ideal situation for Takashi. Yeah. Uh, like, it's the perfect storm. Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> it's the perfect situation for Daniel. This is the perfect storm. Yeah. A rapper having a bigger image on a on the internet these days. Right. It's crazy. Like, this is... This really is just the perfect storm. Like, you know how people ask about success, and a lot of them say, you know, some of it has to do with being lucky. Yeah. This is a lucky scenario that all the pieces just happen to fall in place for him. Mm-hmm. Because if there was no quarantine, I can't imagine his internet presence being as big as it is right now. Right. There's just there's so many eyes to be able to be on it right now. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is, I mean, you look in the comments, you look at people on Twitter, like people are slowly starting to change their opinion on him too. They're not just looking at him as a snitch anymore. Like, people are starting to favor him too. I don't understand. Yeah, that's weird. That is really weird to me. Like really like, strange. I think people are forgetting the fact that he was involved in these crimes. And he perpetuated a lot of them. Like, he, he sent these people to do a lot of these crimes, like, to shoot at Chief Keefe or rob certain people. Like, he was right in the thick of it. Yeah, the whole situation just makes me uncomfortable. Like, when I see people giving him props or shit. Or I see, like, certain people... I'm not even going to give them names, but when I see certain people, they'll have, like, a, a reaction to, like, his new song. Like, if I'm scrolling through YouTube and they'll say, like, in the the title, um, like, oh, this just kind of cool or something like that. And I'm like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, you... You think Takashi's character in general is cool? Yeah. That's one of those situations where I don't know if I could separate the art from the artist. Man, it's just really strange. What do you, uh, we kind of were texting about it a little bit, but about the um, the donation. What do you think about that? He was going to donate, what was it, 250 to? He was going to donate 200000 to um, No Kids Hungry Foundation. That's and, just basically they, making sure people, kids have meals during Corona, right? Yeah. Saying that their policies don't align with um, a donor whose activities do not align with their missions and values, pretty much. Right. Um, I mean, I guess I agree with it because I, you know, not all money is good money, I guess. But then there's the other side where it's like, that's still $200,000 I can help kids. That's very true. But then it had me also thinking, I wonder how many people after the No Kids Hungry Foundation did decline, I wonder how many people donated in support. That's what I was going to say is if I was a rapper, especially Meek, who's been having a situation with Daniel for the last couple of days, if I would have saw him got his money declined or whatever, I would have put that 200k up or Rock Nation. I would have got somebody to put that 200k up and be like, hey, his money might not be good, but this is hip hop's money. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is what we're really about. We're not about the shit that he's out here doing. Yeah, that'd be a good look. And I was actually shocked that no rapper came and said, hey, I got, I, I'll, I'll take care of it. Let's talk about the decline of money real fast. What is the line to decline money? Is that it? Just because your morals don't line up? Like, is that the line, even though that money could go to a greater cause, or not necessarily a greater cause, but it can go to a great cause? Yeah. We've kind of circled this this discussion before about what you are willing to and not willing to do for money. Yeah, from if it, I think it just is different if you're an institution rather than just an individual person accepting money or like, you know, a duo like us taking money from an advertiser as compared to a giant corporation because they have so much more red tape and stuff that they have to get through in order to accept that money. So... Yeah, I could see. I mean, I'm not mad at them saying no about it because, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Their hands are really tied. You're a kids organization, but this kid, this guy on Instagram is going around like perpetuating these negative things to for kids to be doing in order to get famous. So you're mm-hmm. kind of at a catch twenty two. Like, there's no real win situation there. You take the money, you look bad because you took money from a snitch or criminal or whatever you want to call it. 
you don't take the money, you also look bad because now with the, there's not the money for those kids from that source. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's a tough, I wouldn't even know what to do unless I was put in that situation, honestly. I mean, but I just know my personal morals and codes. Like if I was the, the founder of the company or whatever, I would say no to Takashi's money. I'd, you know, there's another way we can go get that money. And it's, I wouldn't want it from him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I do think it was a good call. Yeah. About the foundation, but. But that's a, yeah, that's a weird moral dilemma because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, mm-hmm. you know, and, and unfortunately the kids are involved, but maybe he knew that he knew that they weren't going to take his money. So this could be some way of being like, Hey, a, look, a snitch tried to donate money, but they didn't want the money. So who are the real bad guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. A lot of interesting uh, things. It's going to be really interesting to see how all of his situation plays out with just everything. I would just advise like all rappers, just fucking stay away from that guy. Yeah, me too. Like he's he really just seems like he's trying to get one of you to do something really stupid and get yourselves killed by those protecting him or arrested or just it's just the best of these just to leave him alone. Yeah, it sounds like he's really trying to rail and rich the kid right now. Yeah, Rich, Meek, mm-hmm. um who was another one that he was going back and forth with? Uh Tori. Tor no, was he going back and forth with Tori? I thought him and Tori were cool. Well, I don't know if they're cool now, but yeah, maybe not Tori. Yeah, a lot of shit, a lot of crazy shit going on. Uh, but that brings up another interesting uh, conversation. Do you think that with a strong rebrand, no matter what you do, you can be able to come back from what you did? For example, like Six Nine coming back as a he's rebranding and making Snitch cool, or like O.J. Simpson, who you know for so long people viewed him as bad because he allegedly killed his wife. Uh, now he's coming, popping back up on Twitter. Alex Rodriguez, who snitched on a whole bunch of people over the steroids thing, he's coming back big now. Like, do you think that a successful rebrand can make people forget completely about what you did in the past? I think so because people's uh, people's attention span is so short. Yeah. So I think so. I mean, I guess it depends on how big the situation was that they're trying to rebrand from to see how long it'll uh, echo after. But. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, like, for example, 10 years from now, if Takashi's on the same path, the word snitch is not even going to have the same meaning anymore. No. People aren't going to remember this. People aren't going to remember what happened two years ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. People aren't going to remember what even brought him into the situation. He's just going to be known as, like, a slimy person, and a lot of people aren't going to even remember the backstory. And the crazy thing, too, is, like, let's say he was making good music. Like, mm-hmm. if he was making good music, then that's a whole different argument. But his music's not even good. It's fast microwavable music he was already on a decline before the whole snitch thing before he got picked up and all that so i don't unless the antics can continue i don't see the music the music's not going to hit like that anymore people are going to get tired of it real quick i hope yeah we'll see um oh god yeah going back on your question though, i i think that uh any marketing team could rebrand anybody anything yeah, because you know who I'm seeing getting rebranded right now that's kind of pissing me off like a lot? Oh. That like people just magically forget what he f- did? George Bush Jr. Mm. Like this dude led us through some of the worst years this country's ever had. You know, 9-11, I mean, obviously, well, depending on who you think caused 9-11, 9-11 wasn't his fault, but the aftermath of everything that happened after that was going to Iraq and all that, that stuff. Like, I can't believe that we're all just all of a sudden forgetting that George Bush was an evil person because he shares candy with Michelle Obama at a funeral. Yeah. Like, none of these motherfuckers is good, man. Period. Period. There's some less... I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of revisionist history going on right now. Like, like I guess it goes back to the attention span for people. Like you were saying, like, people easily forget what he did. You know, and just just taking George Bush into example, people easily forget what he did. And he's only been removed from office, what, less than 15 years? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's I in guess. our lifetime. Yeah, and people already forgot. So, I mean, maybe all it just takes is a couple years for them forgetting about stuff. Like, look at A Rod. A Rod's now this super cool media guy that's you know gonna marry J Lo when he was just ratting on the, the entire fucking baseball league. Like, well, people forgot about uh, Oprah's whole shit that just happened. Recently. Oprah, yeah, Oprah's another one. I mean, which I I don't even know if that was proved. So, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's a whole different situation. Yeah, I think anybody, no matter how bad you are, can get a. A rebrand if you if it's done right i don't see why not yeah yeah crazy you, times you really just have to beat in that new image and people will forget the old image people will forget the old shit happened you want to get into a little bit about uh jordan in the last dance yeah we can touch on michael uh, uh last uh well this coming up will be the last few episodes last two chapters i think yeah so as i was watching the last week's uh episodes um seven and eight which I'm still behind on. <laughs> it had me thinking about... It's almost like a a Jordan conspiracy, I guess. Not really a conspiracy, but... Uh, it just kind of seems to be working like that. He really did have the flu, dude. It wasn't Hennessy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so, I think that... So, we have Michael as the GOAT status, right? Yeah. Easily. And I think him doing a 10-part documentary on himself solidifies it even more. And then if he does another thing, I don't know what the next act could be, mm-hmm. but these are making it, these are um, adding things to the pot to make it even harder to get to goat status. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I wonder, I feel like it's a very simple thought to think, like just keep adding things that are harder to do. But I wonder if his PR team is actively doing this on purpose, like to solidify his, uh, his reign as the goat. So to, to, because I would assume that this would be probably a LeBron Jordan thing, like to just push him as far away from LeBron as he possibly yeah. can. Yeah, I can see that. Like, well, hey, you guys must have forgot what I did on this basketball court. It's time to pay you guys a reminder. LeBron doesn't have a, a ten part docu series. I, I mean, he might. I mean, who knows? He might have it because this all got filmed while the season was going on. So maybe he has a camera crew following him around doing it too. Okay. Well, I'm saying <clears throat> this is still like a checklist. Like, oh, I know, but LeBron's not even finished playing yet. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I'm just saying it seems like Michael is doing everything he can to just make himself at an unattainable height. Yeah. Not necessarily intentionally doing it, but it's well, still maybe. doing it. Yeah. Who know? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe it's intentional. Maybe it's not. Like, he has how many shoes now? 35, 40? Yeah. Like, on his uh, one through 39 or like 16. Yeah. So, <laughs> he has, you know, his shoes numbered from one to almost 40 at this point. He has... Uh, multiple documentaries. Now he has a ten-part series that are drawing numbers. Dude, like, that, that's the series has got to win an award. I mean, it has to win an award. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is just seems like the checklist to become one of NBA's or to become the greatest NBA player ever is becoming just got longer page. and yeah. longer. Got another page added. Yeah, um, I will say a point to that too. You know, my argument has always been. I mean, my favorite player of all time, my greatest of all time, to me is Kobe, because I actually got to experience Kobe playing. Mm-hmm. I do know that Jordan's the greatest of all time. You know, that's, it's just my personal favorite is Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. But even this documentary shows separation even between him and Kobe, because we see how much Kobe wanted to be like him. Mm-hmm. So now he's even separating himself from the Kobe argument of being the greatest now, too, because Kobe was so much like him. He's like, well, I gave Kobe the blueprint. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Jay and uh, Drake battle that I'll think I'll eventually have with myself. It's like, Drake, Drake will probably be my personal favorite of all time, but Jay is always going to be the GOAT to me. But again, 
it's going to change because so much of what Drake is is from Jay. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have Drake without Jay. Exactly. So it's hard. But then you could say that there would be no Jordan without Wilt. And there would be, there's mm-hmm. so many, but no, but nobody before, well, I won't say nobody before Jordan, but I don't think anybody has had as an enormous impact on any sport before Jordan. I was talking to Taylor's brother and he was talking about how Michael Jordan was the greatest competitor ever. Mm-hmm. Like he gets, that ties into the greatest player. Sure. Yeah. But if you had the same mentality in a LeBron body, would that make him the best player ever? If you gave LeBron Jordan's competitiveness. Yeah. Like that would be a whole nother animal. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge difference when it comes to being the greatest player ever. Like Kobe, I can see had he wanted to compete. He wanted to be better than everybody, period. Right. How many times have you seen LeBron give up? And we've, yeah, we've talked about this uh, a couple episodes back about him kind of coasting sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kobe gave you everything he had minute one to minute whatever, 35 that he played or whatever, 42, whatever he played. Mm-hmm. He gave it to you. Oh, pause. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he, I mean, Kobe, it's just hard to describe. I, I just know that every time Jordan and Kobe went out on that court, they gave you their everything. Yeah. Sometimes I don't feel like that with LeBron. There's games when he turns it on, but then there's other games when he just completely just disengages. Yeah. There's games where I feel like he pouts he really just pouts that too like when draymond called him a bitch and then he got draymond suspended like or i've heard worse on playstation yeah (laughs) which i mean still doesn't take away that he's you know still in the top five argument probably for anybody period oh you're talking about lebron lebron oh yeah for sure it's gonna be for me the the three that would be argued is lebron kobe uh jordan some people like to sneak magic in there you know what i mean like yeah so lebron's still gonna be in the top five for me it's like jordan's one but Kobe and LeBron are like 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a subcategory. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, but you wanted to go to uh, talk about Space Jam a little, right? Yeah. What did you think of um, What did you think of Michael Jordan's original Space Jam? I thought it was dope. I mean, it was a kid's movie when we came out. Yeah. You know, I still think it's dope. Um, it's a fun watch. Um, I think it's such a cool concept. Yeah, and it's just, it was interesting. It makes me look forward to LeBron's version. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine, you know, what type of, uh, CGI is going to be, and I think it's going to it's going to be visually amazing. I think so. Oh, it's, for sure. Especially if you love the first one. And uh, it had me thinking: Who do you think are going to be the other basketball players? I don't know how the story is going to be in the second one. Yeah. But who do you think, if it's you similar to the something around that? Yeah, if it's similar to the first Space Jam, you know, they took uh, five other basketball players' superpowers and uh, gave the uh, or they took five other basketball players' talents and gave yeah. them to these, uh, you know, the bad aliens right um what five players now do you think that they would choose like you know you have to have every position filled yeah. but we're assuming that lebron is is covering this whole movie like, like not directing it but he's got scope over everything probably it, like who he picks and everything for it oh who signed a, who are the five best players signed a clutch no no no. but he uh, <laughs> just... michael didn't have michael didn't get to pick the five people oh i was kidding i was just saying if he has a whole oversight it's gonna be the top five guys from clutch yeah for sure uh who did uh, Jordan have in the original one? Barkley? Muggsy. Muggsy. Uh, Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. Uh, was David Robinson in it? No, it wasn't David Robinson. Or he was one of the... Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Didn't they have another white dude? They had Larry Bird, but he wasn't part of it. He was just playing golf with him. And then they had... Sean uh, Bradley. And then the weird white dude. He wasn't an actual NBA player. He was uh, uh, the actor. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Not weird. I love Bill Murray. I just don't know. I couldn't think of his name. Every time I can't think of somebody's name, I just call him weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's a, a habit. So who do you think would take Muggsy's place? <sighs> Let's see. Muggsy was I can a... see, like, Nate Robinson. 
Super tiny. Would you have super to go athletic? Do you think you'd have to go at, or uh, active NBA player? No, I would probably go if if we had to do active. I'd probably go IT. Okay, yeah, I can see that. IT would be cool. Or who's another like uh, small point guard? I, this is gonna sound rude, but I really don't. I hope it's not Chris Paul. Oh yeah, me too. Like there's just some people like I would rather see some of the younger guys in this just because like Chris Paul probably is on his way out in the next couple of years. Like I would like to see some of these guys that are right in the thick of their primes. And I get that. LeBron's. I'm tired of seeing them every fucking commercial anyway. That too, in those yeah. Insurance and commercials. Yeah. Cliff ball. Uh, no, I'd like, yeah, I think IT maybe. Um, who else do we say was in there for uh, Charles Barkley? Charles Barkley. Draymond, since they hate each other. That'd be weird. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't know, man. Oh, what if they did, like... Um, I'm sure Anthony Davis will be in it. Yeah. I can see him taking, like, Patrick Ewing's spot or something. Yeah. Um, who was I thinking? Oh, Wizards, point guard. John Wall? No, point guard. That's it. Yeah, uh, Warriors, sorry. Oh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. I can see him being one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kawhi, maybe? He's quiet, but he could play like the weird the weird dude on yeah, the team. Yeah, I can see Kawhi. Yeah. Like, like, oh my God. Like, they could make fun of him and be like, oh my God, that dude plays like a robot. And he could have like robot tendencies and stuff. Nah, don't do that. It has to be Kawhi. Like, it has to be No, him. no, I mean, yeah, I don't mean him actually being a robot, but he does weird things to make him think that they're robot. Like, he looks weird at people and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Or, like, have you ever seen that guy use the bathroom or anything? Like, Or have you ever seen him eat? The dude's a machine. I do think it would be funny if they did Kawhi and one of the aliens that got his powers did his laugh. That would be funny. I could see that. That would be funny. Did you see that people were trying to say that uh, uh, Jerry Krause was the leader from the Monstars? <laughs> That's hella funny. That was good. Um, yeah, Kawhi would be cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of who has a big charismatic personality that would be able to do something like that without it being like... Like if they did people that don't play in the league anymore. What was the Birdman played on the Heat? <laughs> I don't... What uh, what state penitentiary are you going to bail him out of? Is he out? Oh, Wait, I'm, what? I'm joking. You're talking about Chris Anderson? Birdman Anderson or whatever? Yeah, yeah, The yeah, Mohawk yeah. and yeah, played yeah. for the Heat? Yeah. I was just kidding. I don't know if he's in jail. That's probably stereotyping somebody. But wait, why would you say that? Well, his tattoos, his crazy hair, his oh, he doesn't even have like jail tats though. His his his, his uh, erratic demeanor. <laughs> I guess I can see him being one. Yeah. Like oh, you mean a... former players being in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd he's be a cool big personality. That. Um, that would be cool if they incorporated the guys from TNT in some way in the show or in the movie. You know, like you know when they do the panel or not TNT the panel the. Um, you know, after the games on Thursdays, they do the TNT mm-hmm. thing where it has, like, uh, Barkley and all those guys. That'd be cool if they incorporated them somehow in there, too. That'd be cool. I would also like to see... I know maybe it would be cheesy, but maybe uh, Jordan can make a little cameo. Like, a little tiny one some, somewhere in there. No. I don't think want so? that. I don't want that at all. Because what if it's bad? Yeah, that's, too, that's true. But do you really think that a LeBron-produced movie could be bad? That is so heavy in sarcasm. Well, I just feel like he has all the resources for it. I mean, I guess every big movie company has the resources to make a good movie. And they sometimes it's still they a sequel. Yeah. Like, not only are you trying to make a movie good, you have to make sure that it's not going to be worse than the first one. Yeah, which is hard. That's pressure in itself. Yeah, that's why most sequels aren't really that great. Yeah, well, I look forward to that. Anyway, I don't know when it's coming out. I think, I think it'll be cool. Um, it's really cool for the new generation of kids, too, just because I, don't, I feel like they don't have a lot of... Um, 
like sports movies like that now. I feel like when we grew we were growing up, we had like the Mighty Ducks and we had Space Jam and we had Brink. Like we had all these kind of crazy sports stuff, but now it doesn't really seem as much. Maybe That's I'm true. just out of touch and don't know, but yeah, that could be true too. Because the last like basketball movie I saw was uh, it looked like uh, a drunk Ben Affleck's version of Coach Carter. What? Did you not see that trailer going around? No, last that's one we saw was uh, Coach Drew. Oh, uh, it's like about this dude that has like an alcohol problem, and they ask him to coach his old high school team. It's basically Coach Carter with a drunk white dude. It's basically what it looks like. I was like, I'm not watching this. Interesting. I mean, it might be good. Who knows? But I'm kind of off Ben Affleck, so. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm also excited since we just touched on uh, the Last Dance. I'm also excited for uh, some things that are coming out on ESPN. Some Ooh. other sports documentaries i'm not privy to this information so uh mark mcguire they're gonna have one on him okay yeah you did tell me this bruce lee lance armstrong those are gonna be uh those are gonna be crazy i thought i would be the most excited about bruce lee but then um after looking back on the whole mark mcguire shenanigans Mm -hmm. that's just fucking crazy and then taking a deep dive into lance armstrong he had a a crazy run too lance i mean we talked about lance on here before besides like the Cancer, his wife, mm-hmm. Cheryl Crow, doping, snitching. Yeah, so that can be a pretty intense roller coaster of a documentary. Yeah, I'm excited for those. Um, some random that I was watching on ESPN last night. You know what cornhole is? Uh you're talking about the game. The game, yeah. <laughs> so weird. <what> said. <laughs> it's a game. No way. It's a game yet. that people play on. Like, a, no, it's really fun. It's like a backyard game. Yeah, a backyard game. Yeah. It's uh one person stands on one side of the yard. And, you know, another person on the other side of the yard and they toss the little bean bags. Yeah. Try and get into the little ramp that has a hole cut out into it. Yeah. A lot of fun, actually. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw that on ESPN last night. Yeah. And it was like a, like the championships. It's cool. Of cornhole. It was the weirdest shit. Was bro. it entertaining though, at least? Um, sure. Yeah. There was a kid. So sure. this is clearly post corona because they're wearing masks and there's no, no fans. Oh, okay. So there's like, uh, there's no energy in the room. Damn, they got the cornhole league back before they got the NBA? Yeah, real shit. Some bullshit. Yeah. But it's weird because there's like no energy in the room. Yeah. Um, in between turns, so it's a guy and a girl playing against each other. In between turns, the guy keeps pulling out his phone and just fucks around on his phone <laughs> during like his, his break. He's just like fucking Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, man. It's so fun. No, he's really just like, I don't know. You could tell like they're kind of socially awkward, but yeah, he's really just. Not on his fucking, not on the game. He's just on his phone. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, that had me thinking though. Like that's such a non-traditional game that's on ESPN. I'm sure they have a lot of them, but this is like the first one that I caught. Uh, are you good at a, a random game that you think you can compete at a high level in? Uh, I don't know. Like just any game. Any game. I mean, I guess some people can come see me in Monopoly. I don't know. Okay. Nah, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I. I I don't think I'm bad at really, like, really bad at anything, but I don't think I'm really good at anything either. I think I'm just kind of just somewhere in the middle. There has to be something that you play that you're like, you know what? I think I can compete in this. Like, for me, it would be dominoes. I really think Uh, that I would be able to compete in dominoes. Would I win the whole shit? I don't know, but I would feel very comfortable thinking that I can go far. Wheel of Fortune. Really? Yeah. I love watching Wheel of Fortune and solving those things. Okay, okay. And depending on what level of Jeopardy we're playing, Jeopardy would be fun, too. Because I think I have so a lot of... you're good at trivia. Yeah, I do think... I, I was going to say, I think I have a lot of knowledge about a lot of useless shit that... People... Man, I don't know what it is about, like, Jeopardy, like, those type of games, but usually I think that I have a pretty broad, um, pretty broad bank of random information in my mind. Mm-hmm. 
But as soon as Jeopardy comes on, I'm like, damn, this is like a whole nother level. That's what I was saying. It depends on the level. Like if they do the college ones, I'm like pretty decent at. But if they do like the Tournament of Champions, mm-hmm. let's pack it up. I got to go home. Yeah. Shout out Ken Jennings, though. That's uh, the greatest. Uh, the GOAT. The GOAT. Jeopardy GOAT. Is he going to have a ESPN dot? He might. Actually, he that probably did have cool, one. Actually. Didn't he already have one? Well, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, see me on Domino's. I'll... I'm not good at Domino's. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I play too much every day. I play on the, the little app with uh, a lot of coworkers, a lot of my cousins. Just all day. Dominoes all day? All day. Dominoes and Fortnite? Yeah, let's talk about Snitch List. What is this? Oh, Snitch List. So, go, kind of going off the Takashi thing, but basically in Washington State, they have a list that's going out where they're publishing people's names of people that are not actively following social distancing rules. So basically, it's just a tattletale list of anybody that's not doing what they're really supposed to be doing, and they're like publicizing these places. Do you know? Oh, oh, oh! So these are um, these are businesses. No, it's people. Okay, like, these are like d- d- individual people's names. So Washington's not really enforcing this stuff, though. Yeah, that's why I thought it was weird that they were talking about it, but it. And yeah. also, how do they get these individuals' names? Um, I think they're just like people within their counties and stuff like people like there's a it's like a master list and a bunch of people are telling on a bunch of different people so for example like if i'm out wandering around and someone's like hey what's your name i got a snitch list no no no. i mean like okay like we're in king county right so you or well i'm in king county you're in pierce Pierce county you know your neighbors and stuff right so like let's say you wanted to partake in the snitch list one of your neighbors is out doing something wild. You don't like him. You just type his name on the list. Now his name is on an accessible database of all these people that are not social distancing. That sounds like a terrible idea. That sounds like a really bad idea because now you're endangering other people for, and the reason why you're putting them on the list is because you think that they're endangering other people, but you're going to endanger them by putting them on this list. I want to know how many people are on that list that aren't actually breaking any rules. Yeah, it's probably just stupid stuff like not adhering to six feet. I mean, not every, we're not... I want people to stay as far fuck away from me as they can, but I understand there's some situations where people are going to have to pass within six feet of you. Yeah. It's just going to happen. But. Or what if you like live with multiple people now? Is it considered a party? Yeah. And you shouldn't be taking the law into your own hands, dude. This is how people get. I will say, I will say this though. I'd rather them take the law into their own hands like this than any other way. Yeah. That's very true. 100%. This is a, I think the people that actually care about the snitch list, are going to feel, you know, like they did something, and then everyone else that doesn't give a fuck about it, they're going to carry about their day, how they've been doing it. Yeah. And everyone's happy. Yeah. I think the moral of the story is this. I get that the the, the thought behind this is, uh, you know, this is a good, you think this is a good idea because you're telling on other people, you know, you're trying to make people accountable for what they're going to do. But you should probably just mind your own fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a really good way to get yourself punched in the face by somebody that you do not want to see because you're out here putting their names on the list. Like, come on, man. Yeah. When when in doubt, mind your own fucking business. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that should be the rule. Yeah. So that's that on that. <laughs> I saw this uh, this image on Reddit, and it uh, showed black market values for various body parts. Oh, yeah. I saw this uh, too, actually. Oh, did you? It was on um, Instagram or something. Man, fuck. So you already know what the prices are. I don't remember the prices. Okay, well... I, I, I saw it very briefly on... A, this is a new segment called Black Market Values. No, it's not. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to ask you certain body parts and you guess how much they're Okay. Were. Okay. Uh, bones and ligaments. Which I thought was a weird thing already. I don't know. You can donate your bones and ligaments. Hmm, I would say six grand. That was pretty close. 4,800 bucks. Oh. I wonder if it's like per pound. Yeah. 
And which one did you decide to give up? And what about like bigger bone people? Do they get more money for their bigger bones? Haha, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> um, how much for one kidney? Ooh, a kidney's got to be like 17K. 138,000. Damn. <laughs> Who needs a kidney? <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can only live with Like, you're allowed to live with one, right? Yeah, and by, you know, in like a year, we'll have a Neuralink thing and I'll just fix my kidney on its own. Man. Um, how much does it cost for one square inch of skin? One square inch of skin. So they sell it by the square inch? They sell uh, it by the square inch. Oh, I'm going to say. Or square centimeter if you <laughs> only want a centimeter. For. Uh, Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars for a square inch. Yeah. Eight dollars. Damn. The price of skin has gone down, huh? How much for a liver? Oh, that one's gonna be like fifty k. One hundred thirty-seven. So your liver is one hundred thirty-seven thousand, and your kidney is one hundred thirty-eight thousand. These are um, I don't know what the current market value is for these. Yeah. You know, give or take a few dollars. Also, we are not condoning you and going and selling your body parts. I know it's a hard time right now, but yeah. um, It says lungs, so I'm assuming you have to sell them as a pair. Yeah. Um, that sounds crazy. You have to sell your lungs as a pair. Guess how much? I'm going to say 85. Okay. 272. Oh, this is a weird one. So remember how I said bones and ligaments were $4,800? Yeah. This one says your skeleton. So the full intact. Yeah. I'm going to say, what was it, 4800 for the bones? Bones Fully intact. I'm going to say 10K. 6600 Damn. I'm assuming most of this has to be when you're dead. Has to be right. Yeah. Can you, can, can you live without a skeleton? That sounds like a fucking idiot question. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, your corneas. Oh, I I remember seeing this one. This one was expensive. This one was like forty k or something, right? Twenty. Oh, okay. That's actually the only one I remembered from that list. Like, well, apparently not. No, I mean like the body part that was on there. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, the No Structure Podcast does not condone selling. <laughs> other people's parts but if you'd like a middleman to make sure that those parts get to the right person feel free to contact not me yeah. just kidding please do not contact either of us with your body part questions all right let's go into a conspiracy talk Ooh, my favorite all right so this week we have oh this has been going on actually for a couple weeks now but um so president donald trump oh god has 11 secret service agents tested positive corona his driver ivanka's personal assistant pence's press secretary katie miller and um, that was just at the time of, so who knows how many people now, yeah. right? Trump has not said that he has corona. Isn't Fauci isolating too? I'm pretty sure that he's not. I think he's by himself too. I think he's isolating right now too. Would not be surprised. Yeah. Conspiracy part though. Trump has not said that he has corona. I think that Trump does in fact have coronavirus. And he's not going to say that he has it until if he recovers from it. And then he's going to say that he had it and he recovered from it and he's going to brag in some weird fucking way. But if he did have it, he's pretty old. He's like, what, 70 something. Don't you think that he would have to be hospitalized if he actually had it? Depending on, I mean, how severe his symptoms are, but. Hmm. Yeah, it's possible. But hey, maybe, you know, he's taking his own advice and just, uh, what is he doing? Drinking detergent to clean his body out? Man, he, uh, he tried to buy the rights to some company overseas for a vaccine of course so i mean he might have a fucking vaccine yeah that or uh you know he did say that the sun kills uh kills a coronavirus so maybe his personal tanning bed just fries that right off that's possible maybe that's why he's so orange maybe he got word of this years ago and he's just been making himself orange as a uh... jokes on you guys yeah it's like a filter that covers him from <laughs> 
Yeah, I do think with all this uh, quarantine stuff, though, you know how they keep pushing it back? Like, I know some schools in California, they're not even going to start until 2021. I think mm. these, these are colleges. Maybe, yeah. Maybe private colleges. I don't know. But I do think that every time that we get these messages, like, you know, this is going to get pushed back. This is going to get pushed back. I think that we're going to be in quarantine for a lot longer than we think. Oh, yeah. I, I was saying this when quarantine first started. I don't think people were like, oh, we're only going to be in quarantine until the end of April because that's what Inslee said. I said, he's only telling you guys till the end of April so you don't always start panicking and doing what you're doing right now. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of panic at this point if they're like, yeah, quarantine is going to last until, you know, June 2021. I don't think panic is going to be a... I think unrest is probably a better word. Yeah, I guess that. Because Uh, people are already starting to get restless. I see more people just going out and just just ignoring the rules. Yeah. And pushing it out every month, you're going to have drastically less people ignoring rules. Yeah. And it's going to, you know, subside a lot of the spread. And it's hard too, because especially with right now with the weather getting nice and things like that, like it's hard to keep people inside. And, you know, I've said a couple times on here the last about a couple of weeks, like people are being selfish about not staying inside and not doing that, which is still true. But also we, I have to, I have come to the understanding that with human psyche, like we have to get out of the house. Like it's just a part of life, but there's other ways to get out of the house than having to go to a ball game or going to the bar or something, you know, that's well, kind of the point that I'm that trying out. to make. Yeah. That's, that was the point I've been trying to make this whole time. It's like people are being selfish at the fact that they're going to places where they know other people can get sick. It's not the fact that people are being selfish overall. It's just a group of people are deciding that going to those places is worth the risk of getting everybody else sick. That's yeah. the selfish part. Like, I don't think you're selfish for wanting to go outside. Everybody wants to go outside, especially when it's nice. Like these last couple of days sucked, you know, when it was super sunny outside and we can't go sit on a, uh, you know, a, rooftop somewhere and drink beers or go to Alki and get spuds. I mean, we probably could still, but you know, yeah, it's not the same feeling. It's not the same. Yeah. Well, that spud sounds delicious. Shout out spuds. It wasn't so fucking far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything for conspiracies? Uh, well, I just, my conspiracy this week was going to be the top, the six, nine stuff, but, uh, or Daniel stuff. But yeah, like I said before, I just think that he's, uh, he's an actor. He's a government informant. And I think that he is a ploy to try and bring down hip hop from the inside. I'm definitely going to keep a, eye on it yeah i'm actually surprised that nobody from rock nation has come out and said anything because there's all these rumors floating around but maybe they just don't think it's worth even addressing like come on really or maybe they really did sign him and why would they go out and address it yeah but the thing is so like i just don't see them gambling on him with the reform stuff like if you're pushing so hard for reform why would you sign a snitch bro but then again you know money is money money yeah money is money um, let's move over to, uh, Picks of the Week. Yes, sir. You got any picks? We do have some good stuff for this week. So, you know, every week I try to give a book that I've been reading. Um, I just picked up Phil Jackson, 11 Rings. Okay. Which is basically like a book about his success as a basketball coach and kind of delves a little deeper into his psyche, which, you know, we're talking about him and Rodman and stuff and how I was fascinated by their relationship. So that'd be a good one to pick up. Um, uh, I told you about this a couple weeks ago, but back in like 2000, I think 10, uh, a documentary came out that was actually not supposed to be released. It was against his wishes, but it was a Carter documentary, okay. which was, uh, basically like the road to the Carter three. Um, it's on YouTube in full, but it's a really good documentary is behind the scenes of the Carter three, like the making of it, uh, pretty much Wayne at his hottest. You know, we don't get a lot of footage like that. Like with the last dance, right? We were getting Jordan at his hottest. Mm-hmm. This is Wayne at his hottest moment in his life. So. Really dope stuff, and uh, had an IG profile called Sturdy.co, and uh, they, because I wanted to highlight some creative stuff, but they do the visual, background visuals for concerts. Hmm. Um, So check out their page. I know that sounds just like, 
which is background visuals, but the stuff they do is fucking insane. Okay, I'll take that out for sure. Really cool stuff, yeah. And uh, music-wise, uh, I guess just Future. That's all I've been listening to, really. Is it good? It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Is it uh, what you expected it to be? You know what? I've come to expect the exact same thing from every Future album now. Mm-hmm. I know there's going to be some bangers on there. I know there's going to be some a little emotional stuff. So as long as there's like seven or eight or even five or six good songs, I'm cool. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but I was telling you, like, this is one of the first Future albums that I'm actually excited to listen to, so... Yeah, that's cool. Um, and I've liked, actually, his last couple projects. Uh, the, the one that he put out, like, that small EP with, like, six songs or whatever they did at the beginning of the year. Like, I've been fucking with all of his stuff, so... Cool, cool, cool. Um, I watched Have a Good Trip, Adventures of Psychedelics on Netflix. I started that. I haven't finished. I got to, like, the Sarah Silverman's part, and then... Oh, so you're early as fuck. Yeah, I'm, like, 25 minutes in, maybe? Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty good. It's just it's about funny. a lot of people talking about their psychedelic trips and stuff, and how it's uh, perceived in media... And, uh, you know, news and stuff, how it's negative, but, you know, it's changed a lot of these people's lives if you respect it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's cool. It's cool stuff. And it's, like, animated, too. Yeah, some so of it's animated. It's cool to watch if you're uh, maybe in an elevated state of mind. Even when you're sober. I was sober and watched it, and I enjoyed it. Well, I might have had it edible. <laughs> um, yeah, another thing is uh, I bought a new shower head. I always want, like, the best shower that I could have because that's really, like, how I start my day. Yeah. And um, I've experienced experimented with so many different types of shower heads like you know the rainfall type shower heads like the small shower heads that shoot out like hella hard and the LED light ones shower head. no i haven't done led light ones what to play usher specifically no i haven't gone there yet <laughs> but uh i ended up buying this uh or i go to japan um more often than i want but uh in the hotel that i stay in they have this shower head and it's always made me want to find this type of shower head in the states and I haven't been able to find it, but it has like this, uh, the way it shoots that water, it's really cool because it's like, uh, it makes the whole shower misty. It's really hard to describe. So it just feels like everywhere you walk in the shower is water hitting you. So almost like a steam? No, 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 no not a steam. It's like, it's really hard to describe it. It's just, it's almost like little beads of water bouncing off over you instead of like streams oh, okay. hitting you. And I always wanted to, like, recreate that feeling with the shower head in the U.S., but I just, you know, haven't been able to find it. Anyway, so I stumbled across uh, shower heads on Amazon just randomly just looking at shit. And these uh, comments were talking about, like, you know, people that travel to Asia. Yeah. And they're like, you know, there's a shower head and I fucking love it, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up trying this one out and it's just like it. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's right up my alley. So I ended right. up buying it. It's called a, a Methven, Methven, M-E-T-H-V-E-N. It's a shower head that I found on Amazon. It's a hundred bucks, but it's, it's fucking dope. It's That's nice. Cool. It yeah. sounds fun. It's a, uh, well, not fun, but you know what I mean? Like it sounds like a, <laughs> it's very refreshing. Yeah. It's nice. Sounds like a good time. I think it's a, uh, I think it's worth a hundred bucks. Oh, a well, hundred bucks. Not bad though. Yeah, man. Just to, you know, just to add a little bit of luxury in the things that you fuck with constantly. Yeah. Like it yeah. should be like your shower, your bed and your kitchen. I think that's where you should put, you know, if you're balling on a budget, that's where you should put your money. Yeah. Just to upgrade those things i mean your living room too obviously but yeah. but you can make you can do a living room with just so much simple stuff like you can just put a rug down a table a couch and a tv yeah and fly. like you don't have to do a lot for a living room to make it look you don't cool. have to do a lot for a living room to add a feeling of luxury yeah but your bedroom and your kitchen and your bathroom i think it's a little bit more difficult oh, to for like sure. find the right things like you can change your countertop Sure, that looks luxurious, but you don't get to actually interact with your countertop. Like yeah. That, you know what I mean, but your shower head, you do your bed, you sleeping. Like you should definitely, you know, upgrade your bed, your kitchen, like pots and pans, bro. Yeah. Having a nonstick pan versus an old grimy pan, mm-hmm. huge fucking difference. Like these are like the 
just the tiny the little life things, tiny little things that you should upgrade just to make your life feel a little bit more luxurious. Yeah, I've been uh, contemplating air fryer lately. Yeah, we got an air fryer. It's fucking dope. Yeah. Pressure cooker, dope. Like uh, we got a sous vide. Oh yeah, you've been telling me about that. That, that yeah. thing is fucking dope. Um, like these are all the things I'm talking about, man. Like. You don't have to guess and check how to cook your steak. Like, you want that shit medium rare? Well, it's going to be fucking perfect. Yeah. So. And that's Tyler's cooking corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, hot headlines. Um, you see that all the NBA players were calling. Uh, they had the conference call to resume the yeah. the season. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I've, I've pretty much made my opinion pretty vocal on this about starting sports early again. Honestly, dude, if people are gonna get, if there's even a chance that people are gonna get sick, I'd rather just just them just push it back a couple months, like yeah. Because my biggest fear with not just sports with this virus is that we're gonna try and go back to some sense of normalcy, and then we're gonna get hit with another wave because we're rushing so f- far back into normalcy, and then we're just gonna end up having to go back and do this over again. I would rather just stretch it out and do it right now than starting and stopping and starting and stopping. I agree with that. Um, as much as I miss basketball, because you know I'd love for there to be basketball right now, but you know, so we have to give some luxuries away if we're going to be safe. That's true. Uh, Zion Williamson's former agent came out and said that he received illegal gifts. Do you think that, um, like, this is this is a common thing that yeah, happens, right? For sure. Do you think that um, once these students are going to, you know, get paid for their likeness um, or these college athletes? Do you think that the ones prior to the rule starting are going to still get this, these uh, allegations thrown at them? No, I think after like people start getting paid, I think that people are just going to stop caring after a while. Yeah, I hope it is because this is yeah, I it's mean, getting annoying at this point. Dude, who even gives a fuck anymore? Like we know that these players take money as they should. Mm-hmm, they should. You know, I mean, they give away their likeness. They give away. All this stuff in the company or these teams make so much fucking money off of them. Like, mm-hmm. if, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not hating. Um, keeping on the basketball one though, uh, the NBA is moving on from Spalding as the official game ball partner to Wilson starting uh, 2021. Do you remember the last time the NBA tried to switch the ball? Mm-mm. So they tried to do it maybe in like 2000. I want to say like eight or something like that. They moved to a different texture on the ball, and they had to actually get rid of it because it was cutting open players' fingers. Really? Yeah, I remember Steve Nash was one of the people that was like a strong proponent about getting rid of that ball. And mm. I forgot what the reason was on the ball or what kind of um, uh, surface it was, but yeah, it was like cutting people's fingers, and they hated the ball. You know when you're playing pickup games and everyone brings their own basketball, and you're like, hey, what ball? Like, what's the game ball? Yeah. And everyone, like, everyone thinks that they have the best ball, but every now and then, you know how you just... You just feel one basketball. You're like, damn, this is a fucking good basketball. Yeah. I wonder if it's one of those balls. Yeah, it's probably just one that, like, for me, the best type of basketball to play with is, like, one that's already broken in, like, a little bit. You think so? Yeah, just because, uh, especially a fresh new basketball is super bouncy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's It's almost too hard. Yeah, you know, like, it's weird because, especially when you played with a basketball for so long, like the same basketball, you kind of know where the stitching is. You know where everything is. So, like... If it's broken and you know exactly where your hand's supposed to go with the new mm-hmm. ball, it's kind of like sliding. You're not so, you're not too sure. You know, you're trying to get your feel for it still. But I think that's the difference between like a really good ball. Like there's a ball that's like eighty bucks. Oh yeah. And uh, the leather on the outside or whatever that material is, it's uh, it's almost like if you were to like get your hands just a little bit wet, like lick your fingertips yeah. and then touch it. It's like that already, right? Yeah. And then the uh, the leather parts where it comes down to the stitch. The leather sticks up just enough that you can get your fingertips on it so you can, you know, get that nice flick. Right. You know? 
And there's balls like that. Yeah. And if it's that type of ball and it's brand new, I'm all for it. Yeah. All for it. I'm interested to see uh, how they change. It's usually when they try to do something drastic like this, it never really works. I don't think this is a drastic change. Not drastic, but something that's, uh, you know, when they've used somebody for so long and then they try to go and find some new partners to do something with and then end up coming back to the same one, kind of like with Nike and the jerseys. I think there's still a standard, and it seems like a basketball is a fairly easy standard to be met. Well, they they tried it before. It didn't work, so. Yeah. Yeah. But who who was the company? Like, if you were to think of a... I can't remember who it was. If you were to think of a basketball company off the top of your head, like for actual, like a basketball manufacturer, who would you think? Miley Spalding. And Wilson. I wouldn't even, honestly wouldn't even pretty much think Wilson because of... Really? When I was a kid, we didn't really have Wilson stuff. It was like Spalding or... uh, I I just think like sports balls in general, like... I don't really remember Wilson too much as a kid, though, either. But, I mean, you see Wilson on some, like, you see Wilson on tennis balls. You see Wilson oh, on yeah. volleyballs. You see Wilson on even footballs. Well, I think I mean? when we were younger, we saw more of that. But now, like, with Nike and all that, mm-hmm. having their own stuff, we don't see as much of Wilson. And you have to go to, like, Big Five to find that kind of stuff. Like a um, specialized sports store. You can't. Just, I don't think you can just go pick up, like, a Wilson basketball at a Walmart. I mean, maybe you can. I don't know. I haven't been basketball shopping in a long time. But. I don't know. The Wilson brand, to me... I think I trust it when it comes to sports balls. Uh, I've always been a Spalding, at least for basketball. Me too. I mean, my basketball at the house is Spalding. Nike. But I don't know. I mean, if it's a good basketball, I can give a fuck. Who's oh, yeah. Thing. I mean, yeah. She can say Takashi on that. It's not going to play. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, damn, we kind of went on a tangent for a hot headline. Oh, I, I have another one, too. Yeah. Uh, well, two of them. So, I already told you this one, but Activision is remastering Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 for current consoles. That's dope. And it'll be available September 4th. It's going to have all the original levels, skate skaters, and then there's going to be bonus features on it, too. That's all dope. Pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think we need to dive much into that one. If you if you know, you know. What um what uh, game would you like to be remastered, though? Like, what's something that you fucking love that you know is just not going to be made again? Like, for me, it would be Need for Speed Underground. GoldenEye, probably. GoldenEye would be dope. Yeah, that would be dope. Yeah, GoldenEye would be dope. I mean, I, they could probably remaster. I, I don't know if I'd want it remastered, though. I like it the way it is. Like, GoldenEye, just, that's just one of those games where you just... that I don't need an updated yeah. version of that one. Yeah. Like, even Final Fantasy, I've been wanting to play it, but I haven't purchased it because I also don't want to kill off my original idea of the game. Like, I have such good feelings. Even though it's gotten high ratings, you know, I might not like it. When I say remastered, though, I feel like this kind of goes with it, but I just mean compatible for modern um consoles which i guess you would kind of have to remaster it yeah just so it doesn't look goofy yeah because some of a lot of these consoles are so far ahead that if you tried to just upload an original game on it it wouldn't look look right terrible um other one i have was vegas is installing plexiglass barriers to divide patrons as they play in casinos um and then they're going to have like a thing in front of the players that separates them from the dealers and then like a little slot where you put your cards in man i when you were saying this right now it makes me think of all of the uh, all the ways that people are gonna try to figure out how to cheat. Yeah. Like you mean to tell yeah. me that these people are gonna be blocked unless there's a camera, like that's facing each person individually. Mm-hmm. Seems like a cheater's heaven. What do you mean? Like, what don't they monitor people from overhead? Yeah, but now you have you have some sort of shelter uh, around yeah. you. That you can utilize somehow. Yeah. Someone's going to figure out something. Yeah. I just don't even think it. Is it really worth going to the casino if you have to do all that? Like, the part of the experience of going to the casino and, you know, being at the blackjack table is coercing with the people around you, getting into the game, fucking around with the dealer. Like, you know, like. Hey, I agree with you, but we keep talking about it all the time. This is the new normal. Yeah. 
Like, I would love for that to not be there, obviously. Yeah. But it sounds like this is how it's going to have to be until, I don't know. Maybe, it's just crazy. Maybe five years from now, things will be better. Who knows? I think we're just so uh, so ready to be back to normal that we're willing to just accept anything at this point, as long as it gets us back somewhere close to normal, which I understand. Like I said earlier about the thing about humans needing to be outside, I understand we all have a need to get back to that. So, I would love to see a poll of everybody where, uh, would you risk going outside and living normal and risk, you know, contracting the virus, like just everything lifted? Or would you rather wait this out and quarantine can last another two years? Ooh. Like, I want to see what people, where their mind states are. Yeah, at. I think you'd have to say, pull people at different times. Like, you would say, if the quarantine was six months, if it's safe for 12 months, a year mm-hmm. and a half, and two years, and see how different the percentages would be. Because I think as people would say, oh, yeah, two months, six months, that's whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But then as a year gets on, it's like, well, it's a year now, you know, I don't know. That's true. So... Yeah, it's just interesting. I'm just like, it's it's just crazy to me, like, what's going on in this, like, in this world that, in order, like, the technology that we have to come up with now just to live normal is going to be, is going to blow, I think, a lot of our minds. Yeah. Did you see that there's protesters in Florida out front of the courthouse demanding gyms to be open and they're just working out outside in front of the courthouse? Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw another one, too, in California where the guy was reopening pretty much against the governor's wishes, doesn't care about the governor. And they interviewed one of the patrons of the uh, gym, and they were like, why don't you think that the cops are doing anything about this? Because the cops will work out here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Interesting. And, of course, the guy had, you know, an AK on his shirt, and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know which guy kind of person I'm talking about. But. I thought this was interesting. A law firm with high-profile clients like Drake and The Weeknd have been hacked. I did see that. The hackers are demanding $21 million to keep the information private. Yeah, a lot of it had to do with, like, their contracts and endorsements and a, a bunch of different stuff. Bro, it could be anything. Yeah. It's oh, like, that's what they were saying that the company has for those people. It's like they're... I'm sure that that's all they're saying. Yeah. Imagine what else... Oh, no, but I'm saying that that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying the information is right now. Yeah, that's all they're saying. No, I know. I, I get that that's all that they're saying, but I'm... Never mind. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. No, I want to know what you're trying to say. Like, what do you mean that... So you're saying that the company that's been hacked is saying all they have is just... No, no, that's what the company is known for having is, like, the contracts, endorsements, and stuff like that. Okay, okay, like, okay. So that's what they're expecting to come out of this. But you know, like you said, who knows what other secrets they're keeping, but that's what they're expecting to come out of this if they don't get paid. Uh, some positive COVID news. There's a California man with a 1% chance of survival. He was released from hospital... After two months battling COVID. See, was that in like San Francisco? Was it a black guy? No, the white dude. Oh. I saw one about a black guy. He spent 64 days in the hospital. 31 of those days he was on a ventilator. Um, he was considered patient, patient zero. Um, he had 1% chance of survival and he beat the odds. He became ill uh, in February after a trip to Italy. And the disease kicked off and it... Uh, his immune system just pretty much ate him alive. Well, so that's a good thing. Shout out to him. Yeah. I'm glad he got out of the other side of that. Yeah. Meek and Jay-Z are sending 10 million surgical masks to U.S. jails and prisons, which is dope. I did see that. Uh, originally, it was uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was 100,000. was like the first shipment out. People were like, really? You guys are fucking millionaires and billionaires, and all you're sending out is 100,000 masks? It's like, well, how many fucking masks are yeah. you sending out? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Some people just drive me nuts, dude. It's like... Like, again, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, if Pretty they much. do do it, it's not enough. If they don't do it, why did they do it? Like, nah, you uh, said doo-doo. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have two that are kind of funny. Okay. So, uh, the first one, white individuals on average react positively to a black person referring to them with the N-word. That is a headline. Hmm. 
and it's from uh sidepost.org which duh yeah like yeah like um it's something that's not you're not supposed to say of course if somebody refers to you as that you're gonna be happy because it's like oh my god it's like i'm cool yeah exactly. Yeah, of course that's gonna happen and then the other one is uh indian troopers engage in a 150 strong border brawl with fist fights and stone th- stone throwing have you heard about this uh is this was it the the um the border right? Yes, yeah, so this is at the border yeah. of India and China, and these soldiers are not allowed to carry guns. Damn. Yeah, they're not allowed to carry on both sides yeah. to prevent you know an escalation or something. Right. But every now and then there's like a brawl. Damn. Yeah, and they throw rocks at each other and shit. I thought that was interesting. That's nuts. I also saw one too that was in China where uh, the citizens were fighting the police because they weren't letting um do certain things during the social distancing. Wait, say that again? The citizens were fighting the police officers because the police officers were preventing them from doing certain stuff during social distancing, so they started fist fighting them. Interesting. Yeah. Or maybe that's the same thing, I don't know. You hear some shout-outs? Uh, shout-outs, yeah. I actually got a couple for this week. Um, actually, some sad sad shout-outs. Well, not really sad. Why do you want to do sad shit? One of, them's, uh, one of them's not really sad. It's more of celebrating somebody's life. So, first off, I want to say rest in peace to Vol- Paul Vasquez. Hey, that's the creator of the Double Rainbow videos. He passed away at 57. Who is that? The yeah, double it's a Double Rainbow. You never seen that video on YouTube? Uh-uh. Really famous video where th- th- there's literally like a rainbow has a reflection. Uh-huh. And this guy goes outside and he's like crying. And like looking at this rainbow, he's like, oh my god, it's a Double Rainbow. He's like enthralled. And it was a huge YouTube video for years. Mm, never seen that. Uh, you should. It's actually like a kind of a... It's kind of corny. Like, if you think about it, like, somebody going out there and being like, oh, my God, it's a double rainbow. I'm getting sad. But it's like his joy for it makes you happy. Mm, okay. Weird. And uh, I want to say rest in peace to Jerry Stiller, who passed away at 91 this week. Yeah, man. That's, uh, a, that's a tough one. Also, uh, rest in peace to Little Richard. Yeah, Little Richard. He too. died recently. And Andre Harrell. Who's that? Andre Harrell's the guy that discovered Diddy. Um, oh, yeah. He, did, yeah. Um, he was a producer in New York Undercover. He's cook. He's actually um, discovered a lot of people. Uh and not to get away from them, but going back to Jerry, just man, that that one sucked a lot. Jerry's provided me a lot of great laughs over the years, whether it was King of Queens or Seinfeld or any Ben Stiller movie you could, you know, mm-hmm. that one really sucked. Yeah, but I'm glad that, one. I mean, he's 91, so, you know, he lived. That's a full life, man. Full life, but it's it's, it's sad. It's going to be it's gonna be hard re-watching Seinfeld and King of Queens knowing that he's not around. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to Ben Stiller, too, man. I can only imagine what's like losing a parent, so. For sure. Uh, sorry, my shout-outs this week weren't really that happy. Yeah, shout-out to this fucking sun again. It's yeah. coming out for one day. Let's uh, hope that it comes out again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's about all I got for shout-outs. Cool. Um, the NoStructurePodcast.com is where you can find all of our stuff. Um, Instagram is... Uh, no Structure Podcast. No Structure Podcast. Our Twitter is no Structure Pod one Yep. And you can find us on YouTube and all the other places where you want to listen to uh, podcasts. Google Play, SoundCloud, um, Apple. iTunes. iTunes. Oh, I guess that's the same thing. That, that definitely is Apple. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's... Page. <laughs>